All right. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. We're live. This is the FKN Non-Fathers Father's Day Special. We're just here to have fun. We're going to welcome everybody, whether you're a father, non-father, mother, uncle, brother, sister, anyone that wants to join can join in the conversation tonight. We're welcoming you all, and we're having a good time. So let everyone introduce themselves. Who do we have here tonight? We got Mr. Ryder Lee from Raised by Giants. Ryder, how you doing? Doing great, Chris. Getting ready to, I hope, I've sent this invite out to a lot of people, so hopefully a bunch bunch of people show up, but I love the lineup that we already have here and looking forward to the conversation. All right, Miss Nina, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, Chris? Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. Introduce yourself. Tell the audience a little bit about you, like what you're doing and your show and everything like that. Right. Yeah, I'm actually I'm just getting ready to go live myself, so I'm not going to be able to be on all night. But uh, yeah, I'll give it a whirl here a few minutes and then I got to get ready for my own show. That's uh, going live on YouTube and Facebook. So. Great. And it's Nina the Mystic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Corey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm tired. Yesterday I ate a whole bunch of crap. And like, I'm, I'm like, I just fucking, I'm waiting for it to all pass through me today. It's fucking terrible. That is I've been waiting all, I've been waiting all day to eat something. I can't eat anything yet. I probably gotta have to go till midnight or something, but uh, things go good. Busy day today, recorded day zero doing this. And then I'm doing uh Lindsay Sharman show at nine where okay. we're going to talk about some things that'll get me banned if I mention anywhere else. So <laughs> Well, that's nothing to do. Uh, have a good time with that one. All right, Anthony, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on here. Um, yeah. Do you want me to tell my background a little bit? Yeah, I go guess. for it, man. <laughs> okay, so I'm a disabled veteran. I uh, had an awakening about four years ago, and ever since then, I've been mentored by healers, shamans, and doctors around the world. Um, I primarily work with uh, frequency therapy and sacred plant medicine ceremonies, so that's a little bit about me. I've been helping people all over the world get off medications and start using frequency therapy to impact their health and reprogram themselves. And then uh, the plant medicines for like deeper spiritual healing and journeys and uh, insights and things like that. So. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. We may have some more people joining us soon. We don't know, uh, but we encourage everyone to join us. If you see here in the chat, you can email me. I will send you a Zoom link. Everyone is welcome today. Uh, I did this show today because everyone celebrates Father's Day and my hat's off to all fathers. Fathers are fucking amazing. I could never be a father. That's why I'm not. I think uh, I'm too much of a kid myself to be a father, but fathers are great, man. I couldn't be a father, especially in this day and age when you got to worry about, you know, dudes going into the bathroom and pretending to be chicks and you got your kids going in there and then drag queens trying to show their balls to students and stuff all the time. So it's a man, it's a crazy time to be a dad and have to worry about some of the shit out there. So my hat's off to all the fathers. Thank God that you're fathers and thank God I'm not. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I've made my choice there and, uh, we, you know, we could talk a little bit about that. I don't think that, um, the human's purpose was to procreate. I mean, I think we have much higher purposes than to just fucking bang out some children, but you know, that's just me. Um, you know, and like I said, you know, you can do some wonderful things and bang out some children or not, you know, I don't think it's like our sole purpose to be, uh, you know, 
squirting out these children all the time. But I don't know. Maybe uh, I opened up a rabbit hole that shouldn't have been open tonight. But let's get into it. What do you guys think? Who wants to talk about that? Well, I mean, I think that uh, the reason that I haven't had children yet is because I'm under the belief that having children actually locks you into this 3D reality, makes it to where you have to incarnate back here. And it's like some kind of soul tie, right? And then whenever you're getting ready to leave, you get yanked back, you know, because that's what we think about when we think about children, you know, it, uh, it becomes our world. And then their attachment to us also draws us back into this 3d reality so it's kind of like an after death thing for me i don't want to come back here like i'm done with this i'm done with this place i'm over it you know and uh if that's a way that i can make sure that i escape here free and clean then i'm going to do it but if it happens to happen and i get someone pregnant or have a kid then i mean that's what it is but luckily it has not happened yet that's an interesting way to look at it man I think uh, I may have uh, seen it similar ways, uh, but uh, yeah, I had the I had the option a couple of times to have kids. I've been married a couple of times, but luckily I have never uh, made that jump, and it probably wouldn't have ended well for anybody involved if if I would have had children. Not that I would have been a bad dad, but. I'm just not, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm a fatherly material, you could say. I don't know. Uh, I have two, I have dogs and a cat, and that's like my children enough right now. Maybe next lifetime I might learn enough to to want to uh, squirt out a couple of kids, but not this time. I don't know. Anyone else want to speak on this? Have you seen the state of the fucking world? Right? Who wants to bring kids into that shit? Seriously, we're doomed. It's a good point. That's a that's a really good point. You know, you're bringing kids <laughs> into the age of all the nonsense, crazy shit that's going on. They don't know what's up or down. They don't know if a drag queen's ball should be seen in their face. It's just it's getting it's getting crazy. And these days there. you have a kid and like they can't even tell you if it's a boy or a girl for like 10 years. Right. Yeah. It's going to have to decide for itself. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not the way nature works. I think when you get into like the healing, right, the healing aspect, and I help people to heal a lot of childhood trauma, things like that. In my eyes, children create karma because of like how they perceive the world. And then it creates this, um, I guess, trauma that like just because of the way they're perceiving certain things, like for example, is like someone has um, fear of being alone or um abandonment issues and then they go deep within and then they find out it was just from one incident where their parent left them with a babysitter that they didn't know <laughs> and uh, to go out to dinner and then they held on to that because they didn't feel they felt like they did something wrong or they weren't worthy or something so it's like I do feel like children do create karma and that's something that's kind of hard to overcome too so it's really weird like abandonment issues seems to be like everybody's number one like when you really oh, dig yeah, into man. it like abandonment issues and feeling of of betrayal and all that stuff like it seems like we as humans have this just natural tendency to gravitate towards embracing those feelings which is kind of fucked up I mean, i've got them just as much as anyone else does you know so yeah it's it's, it's a really unique uh part of the human character 
Yeah, that was one of my earliest memories, waking up in a hotel room at like four or five. My parents are gone for like hours, and I'm at a beach in the middle of nowhere in a hotel room. <laughs> I start wandering around the beach and shit, and this was like so traumatic for me. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know where my parents are. Luckily, I run into them on the beach. They find me. It's like by some miracle. They were like drinking and shit. So, you know, here's to wonderful parents anyway. <laughs> And then we have all these people that are that are just popping out more and more and more kids. And then you look at the adoption aspect of all this and all the kids that don't have parents, you know, that's another whole layer to this, to this whole thing. Like, instead of having, you know, 20 freaking kids, like go adopt a kid, They're like a child that's really in need, someone that needs a loving home and a loving parent. But the problem is, is they've made adoption so freaking hard in the United States. Like you got to go through so many hoops. You got to jump through so much shit, you know, to, in order to, you know, even be able to adopt a child, you know, you have to have a stable environment, blah, 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 like be married and all this stuff. And I'm like, holy shit. Like they've, they've really rigged the system that way. Yes, man. I, I was, I've been talking to a lot of people about that. And by the way, Andrew, welcome. How you doing brother? Uh, if you haven't noticed, we're talking about, uh, the roles parents play in Father's Day and, you know, if you should have kids. And, you know, I started out by congratulating all fathers because, you know, I couldn't do the job most parents are doing today with all the bullshit going around and the protection that's needed for their children and the kind of discernment and everything else. So uh, welcome to the conversation. Thank you for so much uh, for joining us. Is there anything that you would like to, to add so far? Hey, thank you. Can everyone hear me? Am I good? Yes, we can hear you. Uh, that's awesome. It's really funny that you're talking about abandonment <clears throat> when I came in because I'm hearing some voices that I've been listening to, you know, when I'm lonely at night and whatnot. Um, so is it Corey? Is that who? Yes. Yeah, man. I've listened to you talk so much. It's really cool to like be on a stream with you. Um, so thank you. Uh, you really help when I'm lonely. Just listen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who knows me would not tell me that that's the truth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's, you know, those of us who are seeking the truth, uh, often we have a traumatic past. Uh, Chris, you were talking about your parents leaving you in a hotel room. Holy crap. At four or five. Um, that's like a whole another level of being a latchkey kid. Right. Um, and so well, I had a horrible experience. I gave this hooker a whole bunch of money and she ran off with it, man. I never felt so abandoned in my life. <laughs> Wait, that's a different level of abandonment. We haven't gotten there yet. We're still at childhood. Okay. Um, so, uh, no, I don't really have anything else to add at the current moment. This is just awesome to be participating. Thank you all. All right, man. Thank you for joining us. That's a gorgeous dog. That's a gorgeous dog you have there. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, man. He uh, has a dog? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's in um, his little cage there. It's like a gray hazel. I have a pit also. Um, he's the perfect introduction because I do want to be a dad someday. Oh man, I do. Um, and he's really taught me a lot that I need to learn about myself in order to become a father. So I'm thankful that I don't have kids yet. Yeah, yeah man, I think really... pets are the number one way to learn. Go ahead. Yeah, you're never really ready to be a, a parent. You know, you can, you can kind of gauge, you know, a few things, but you're never really ready. And honestly, if I had to do it all over again, I don't know if I would either, uh, the way the world is right now. Like, you know, I actually got a grandson coming in next month. Congratulations. And yeah, thank you. But I'm like, oh my God, what a shit show he's coming into though, right? 
uh, you know, so I feel a little bit worried. And then, of course, my son and daughter-in-law both double jabbed, you know, so they conceived while on the jab. So, you know, I'm a little bit kind of a little bit apprehensive, right? I don't know what's what's what to expect, you know, to be honest. So, but yeah, man, that's a tough, you got to hope for the best in, in, in situations yeah. like that. Man, I was talking to a lot of people this week about unrealistic expectations created for relationships by Hollywood and the media and like this running off into the sunset type of crazy um, just expectations that are put forward for relationships these days that sets up failure again and again and again and the destruction of the family unit on top of that like everything we're seeing to kind of divide families but it's it was built on this shitty foundation to begin with uh, I think man people are pretty much set up to fail if they're going by the Hollywood model or the standard um mainstream model of what a relationship should be what you should look like what should you should do with you know your spouses and then how you should have kids and all this bullshit i think a lot of that goes back to like <clears throat> our early uh early experiences uh with relationships right we apply that hollywood mentality when you're a teenager you have a girlfriend you think it's like oh my god it's the best one ever right and then like 20 years later, you're like, fuck that bitch, right? So uh, we have this um, mythology that we maintain in our youth. But uh, like nowadays, it's like, if you're cute and you got a job, hey, that's good enough for me. You know, <laughs> the income is important. Yeah. So, right. So your needs change as you get older and you move away from that romantic imagery that we all have. Yeah. I mean, some of us are just looking for a companion that, you know, we could have sex with every once in a while, but you know. We got we to gotta ride off into the sunset on the horse and, and uh, be a cowboy and save some lives on the way. But, you know, I think that it really comes down to communication between relationships and stuff, because people don't communicate in the way that they really should. Right. They should like whenever they first get into a relationship, they should sit down, lay some freaking ground rules. Right. Ask each other, you know, ask the other person what is what's important to you. You know, what do you value the most? What does love mean to you? And then you can establish some some ground rules and some foundations for your relationships. But it seems like people don't really do that. They they just go all willy nilly with it and then wonder how, why and how it collapses in the end is because you didn't create any kind of foundation with it. You just went in and you did whatever. And then it became a huge, huge, big problem later on, you know? Can yeah, I think. On that real quick? Um, the communication piece. Uh, I feel like I'm at this place in my life where I don't want to be blaming like how I was raised for things, but I do need to acknowledge that like I wasn't really taught to communicate honestly and openly on top of the fact that um, you talk about the Hollywood sort of uh, illusion of what a relationship looks like. Uh, if you're not taught what ethical non-monogamy is, there's like a whole other world of relationships that might be more fulfilling for you that you don't even know about. And so I think there's a lot of us who are at this point where we need to reconcile the fact we weren't given the right tools to become who we truly want to be, but we now need to go out and find them on our own. It's like, we need to take control or take charge. And um, so the communication thing is huge because I used to hold so much in because I didn't know how or I didn't know that it would be okay to say what was on my mind. Um, 
And so that's a big thing moving forward is hopefully we can just communicate better. Um, so thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, man. And everyone, welcome to the FKN therapy session. We're working it out FKN style, everybody. <laughs> All right. If you want to join the chat, uh, leave that message for me. Uh, well, if you want to join the whole fucking shebang and join the broadcast, uh, email me forbidden knowledge news at gmail.com. We'll pop you on in here. We ain't scared. We're welcoming everyone tonight. We, our goal is to have Bigfoot here tonight. We want to talk with a Bigfoot father to see the the plights of bigfoot parenthood and what you have to deal with and things like that and if you if you don't want to join join just leave a little thing in the chat and and, and join in that way so we're, we're welcoming everybody so uh most of us here um you know no no children in sight on this broadcast but uh there there are uh people here with children how do you deal with the education system and the nonsense that children are being taught Nina oh if I had to do it all over again I would definitely get them out of the school system you know homeschooling get out of the you know the city start growing around food like all of that stuff and actually thinking back we had a I had a real big pull to go out and we were looking at property and all that in hindsight we should have done it but I, I pulled out because we were going to be losing basically half of our income. And I was like, Ugh. you know, because my husband was making good money at the time. So, um, yeah, I really had that big pull. Always been a prepper, you know, because here on the West Coast of Canada, we've always been drilled about the earthquake that's coming. So I've had, you know, uh, bug out bags for me and the kids ready to go like for years. Like I've been doing that for years. But wasn't quite awake yet, though, you know, like I knew I could feel it in my bones, you know, something's coming, but, uh, you know, wasn't quite sure and I wasn't quite awake. Even 9-11 didn't wake me up either. It wasn't until actually 2015, uh, Jeff Berwick, of all people, uh, woke me up. So, yeah. Man, in Canada, they didn't, they haven't assassinated Trudeau yet. I mean, Jesus, when, when, when can that happen? Seriously. Yeah, I know. You know, it's, it's when you go back and look at all the footage, it wasn't that many years ago. He was standing there saying that every Canadian, you know, should have a gun and we have a right to all of this. And, you know, and now all of a sudden you look at, you know, oh, no, Canadians do not have a right to defend themselves. That's what he said there last I heard. So, Didn't they ban all the, all guns in Canada? Didn't they yeah. just ban uh, handguns or purchase of handguns? Guns. Yeah. And then there's a rule. You can only have five bullets. I didn't even realize this until now I started looking into it. Right. Never thought of it before. Yeah. We're only allowed five bullets. If you have that six bullet, it's illegal. So there's things like that, too. Like, it's just ridiculous uh, of um, the rules. So but I'm actually going in to get my pal here now next month, which my OK. So my brother is giving me a, a word not on YouTube. Right. So I can talk. Oh yeah, whatever Straight you want. My my brother's getting me a um uh what do you call it now? Oh, I've forgotten the word of it now. Uh, a gun. Okay. Um shotgun. That's it. Shotgun for my birthday here. And so he wants me to get my pal first so that I know what I'm doing. But the thing is, is even though I don't have to register this gun, I'm registered by just by having that pal. Anybody that's getting your pal, obviously they're going to know 
oh, well, she's obviously, or they are obviously planning on using guns. So I'm, I'm kind of apprehensive of even getting that power, but at the same time, I do want the education that comes along with it. So, yeah, but yeah, if I get caught, if anybody sees it, or if I use it in self-defense, you know, I'll be arrested and fucking, you know, yeah, you'll never see me again. So, <laughs> but yeah. It's pretty crazy fucking times. Uh, I can't imagine it's hard for us uh, in the States here to imagine some of the shit that y'all are have to have been going through the past couple of years in Canada. Uh, I'm sure a lot of it's even a shock to, to you guys, right? Oh, the first thing, well, I mean, I've been awake for a while now, but nobody else saw it, right? The first thing you did when the Rona came in, we had a false flag shooting and it was within days of the Rona, you know, the, the lockdown, he implemented some stupid gun law, right? Immediately, like you could see it, like it's so obvious, except for all these people are asleep, apparently. That was yeah. a ban on assault weapons, right? And that was a ban on the... Uh, the uh, yeah, I can't remember weapon. what it was. Yeah, you know, it's just immediately, you know? And then it's like days after the Texas shooting that you guys just had, it was literally two days later that he did the handgun thing. Like, it's, it's like they, they don't even have the time to wait any longer, you know, so that it doesn't look so obvious, right? It's just like, bang, bang, they're, they're all on a mission right now, just getting everything done so that whatever shit shows coming here. I heard that uh, a whole Biden thing is going to be released here this week. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but uh, the laptop apparently makes the sun look like a saint. Uh yeah, so Biden, uh, so I don't know what the heck Biden is up to that's on that laptop, but it's getting released here this week. So there's there's something about, yeah, something's going down here uh, this week. So it's going to be interesting. Justin uh, Trudeau, like him, uh, just watching him smile is so surreal and creepy because there's so much evil behind him. And I was asleep in 2015. I thought he was innocuous or just whatever, but now I look at him and I'm like, man, there's so much evil lurking underneath that. Just, ugh, ugh. I feel bad for you guys. I wish we could smuggle you guns. I know it's funny you said that. Cause so somebody came out with some kind of story about him in high school or something. And apparently, yeah, she wouldn't come out quite say what it was, but it, it, he's like, evil is about the word you could use so i can just imagine you know i mean we all know that he's castro's son very obvious you know he's spitting image of him right so you know so he's a castro and he grew up with the silver spoon and all he's done is is um you know learn how to be a drama teacher that's what he was that's what he is he he's is far too attractive actor. to be the prime minister of canada yeah, anybody that's an that's attractive <laughs> You don't trust them. No, he's an actor, just like Reagan was. Like a lot of these people in power, they're actors. It's a role, right? And you can, when he's talking, you can hear it's very rehearsed. It just rolls off. Like this is not organic at all. It's all rehearsed. Everything that comes out of that mouth. So don't you guys have a, a charter of rights um, that, uh, is he violating charter of rights with this, with all the things he wants to do? Or has that just become kind of a, a non-issue? He sneaks it in there, you know, he uses the false flags. That's why that's why they're doing this. So they can sneak these little rules in, you know, uh, most of them we don't even notice. Right. They're not even announced, really. But this was kind of like this is a big one. I mean, so, yeah, it's uh, I hear that C11 thing that's coming out for you guys uh, or for all of us, I guess. 
or no, it's here um, in Canada again with YouTube. Somebody's yeah. There's just so much going on right now. What, what is this one now? Uh, some bill with the YouTube uh, Canada is Canada again, of course, is gonna restrict who gets to see your stuff unless you're Canadian. You have to prove you're Canadian, or it's it's gonna be good for Canadians, kind of thing. So it's actually Canadian prepper that was telling me about this. Now he's probably okay because he's got Canadian in his. Uh, uh in his channel name there but uh yeah so this is just going to make it even more um, difficult to get our stuff out there if you're us for us in canada here you know so well yeah. so you have to so you have to prove that you're canadian to post on youtube that's what they're trying to do you prove that it's canadian content that it's going to be good for canadians uh you know this is just another way of them saying oh i'm sorry uh yeah your your stuff's not good enough for canada so we're gonna you know whatever like it's just another thing that they can use as an excuse so that your stuff doesn't get put out there basically you know man all right well while we're talking about evil lizard people Ryder sent me a video earlier from Infowars. that let me share my screen here see if see if you guys be able to see this here yes show yeah all right. Oh, I got to shit. I got to turn on sound here. Hold on a second. Got to optimize for sound. Share sound. All right. Stand by. Hopefully you'll be able to hear this. All right, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Can Just you, so you can video? see that this is real and not edited. And then we have the the, the version it? where they they, yeah. they did edit it, but they just it slowed it and enhanced it so you can see what's going on. This is the CEO of Pfizer. Okay, in clip eleven. So so let's roll clip eleven so you can see the the enhanced uh, zoom in on his neck. He he's doing an interview on NBC, and I mean I I don't talk about lizard people, but have you ever seen that before? Look at this. <laughs> What have you learned about serious side effects in this vaccine? As you know, we're seeing a lot of companies and institutions right now moving toward, as you know, we're seeing a lot of companies and institutions right now moving toward. Do you anticipate or maybe stay up at night thinking about the possibility you're going to have to go back in the lab at some point and come up with something better? He's going to have to go in the lab already. Yes, and we do that constantly. Do you anticipate or maybe stay up at night thinking about the possibility you're going to have to go back in the lab at some point and come up with something better? Wow. It reminds me of like uh, the old 80s series V when like the lizard people would eat their fucking rodents and their throat would get all big. That's what I was thinking, dude. It looked like a frog in his throat. Maybe he swallowed something. Absolutely. It looks like a frog. Like that's how a frog would, you know, whenever it eats something, it like expands and then retracts. Like his entire neck just like retracts. It's unbelievable. It's exactly like that guy was saying. I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen a normal person's neck do that before. So, well, I are, saw something uh, the other day on uh, Nino uh, uh, Rodriguez. He had Ted Nugent's wife on, okay? And I'm sitting there watching, and I'm not even paying attention. I just glance up, and I notice she's got two different eye colors. And then I start looking. She's blinking constantly, and half the time it's brown. The one is brown, then it's blue, then it's brown, then it's blue. And it's going, I'm like, uh, not brown, like a golden, kind of like a lizardy kind of um, uh, color to it. I actually filmed it and I showed it to a few people. I'm like, uh, 
this is like very obvious to me. I mean, it's, it, it, and everybody that saw it, like, yeah, we can see it too. Like, holy shit, man, I don't know what's going on here. But Ted Nugent's uh, wife, I don't think is what we think she is. So lizard people are everywhere. <laughs> That's with yeah. a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. A lot of people's eyes has done that. There's uh, Mark Zuckerberg on his Facebook Live in the beginning of uh, 2020 during the COVID thing was all glitching out and going weird. And then Jimi Hendrix even had a weird thing on him. Like Justin Bieber, like all, all of these people have had weird things with their eyes. But I'm going to try and find this uh, video. I'm going to search it really quick while you guys are talking that it's the best reptilian eyes uh, switch change that I've ever seen in my life. I think I uh, sent this to Chris probably like a year ago or something like that, but it's in HD. It is uh, the clearest version of uh, reptilian eye shapeshift that I've ever seen. It's from this uh, Russian girl, um, but I'm going to search for that. And you guys. Yeah, I'm on the, I'm still on the fence about the whole shape-shifting possibilities. Maybe, you know, I, I don't shut my mind off to it. That dude had definitely a reptilian throat thing going on. If not, he's got like a, a fucking living animal that he's trying to swallow and finish swallowing. And it's just like trapped in there trying to get out. I don't know what's going on with his throat, but I have seen some crazy shit going on with people's eyes, like color changes and like little slits and shit. So who knows? Maybe, maybe so. Uh, I had a... Uh, uh, Kathy O'Brien on the other day, a uh, legitimate MK Ultra survivor. She testified in front of Congress and everything. And she wasn't talking about reptilians, but she was saying that um, with celebrities and their freakouts and things like that, that usually around the age of 30 to 35, their programming starts breaking and they start like glitching out and, you know, having these breakdowns like, you know, Britney shaving her head and all these other celebrities just doing wackadoo things because their their MK Ultra type of programming just starts to shut down. They start to remember these horrible things that are happening to them and they just go crazy. All right. Reptilian eyes, baby. Can you guys see this? I can. Yep. Okay. I'm going to hit the uh, wide version here. Hit the play button. But watch her, watch her eyes. It's incredible. I've never seen anything. Watch it. Boom. Whoa. Hits Whoa. it again. <laughs> yeah. It's like her eyes were breathing. I think she does it again here. And it's, boom. There it is. Here's a close up. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's like a blank within a blank. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I, I don't know. Could it be contacts? That's the only thing that I can think of with that other chick there. Yeah, it she could be super good Photoshop or, or you know, contacts. graphics or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, I mean, there's a way that you can do it with Photoshop and uh, very clever editing, but that is in like an HD uh, kind of version. And it's very hard to, uh, you know, modify that in a very clear uh, video. I mean, it's not saying that it's not possible. I just think that it's a very interesting video and anyone can get on YouTube and type in uh, Russian girl reptilian eyes and go through it. That is why I hate more than anything the people who put out fake videos on YouTube. I can't stand those motherfuckers because they muddy the waters and you don't know what's real or fake. Corey and I were into the rake for the longest time, waiting for a rake to fucking show up, going rake hunting, looking for this because this creepy motherfucker was the creepiest thing we've ever seen. Turns out it's probably fake. It's probably most of the footage we've ever seen of this thing is fake. I don't know. It might be real, but you're never going to know uh, until you see you know yourself. You got to get that 
pendulous Bigfoot dong swinging right in your face before you can believe it. Sorry, but if I run into Bigfoot in the woods, I have to shoot him. I don't have a choice because we got to put the debate to end once and for all. And if it takes a fucking Bigfoot carcass, so be it. That will be the best evidence ever. Yeah, for sure. Yes. His body just dematerializes, though, Corey. Don't you know? They're, right, it's an interdimensional baby. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh, okay. Man, I wonder if his poop, like, just dematerializes after. Like, he takes a big steamy one and it just kind of phases away so the, so no one finds it. Well, that's, that's, where you, that, that's where you get the good shrooms out of the Bigfoot shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, man. But that's that guy, what's his name, uh, Chris, from uh, Stardust Ranch that said that he killed and chopped up all those aliens. With oh, a ninja. man. <laughs> yeah. that guy? I forgot his name, but his story is so fucking ridiculously crazy that I, I can't I can't even bring to like ask him to come on my show or anything. I think he's lying. I'm pretty sure he's lying, but I don't know, man. You know, the best Bigfoot story that I heard that was the most convincing without having any visual evidence was, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was a state trooper and he was working in the middle of fucking nowhere, like out in the woods. And uh, some hunters actually drove to the uh, station with a Bigfoot in their fucking, in the bed of their pickup truck. And the story that he told was that he couldn't believe it and that they took pictures and all this stuff. And then they made a call to like the FBI and then some, you know, men in black showed up, took the fucking thing, took all their pictures and was like, shut the fuck up about this. And just from watching the guy's body language, like he believed his story. Like he, he thought he was telling the truth. And so that one was the most convincing for me. Um, but Hey, you know, it's one of them things until we actually, until we actually have a dead one, uh, there's really no proof. I don't know if I told you guys I had a guest that he seriously legit said that he knows of a clandestine group of researchers that go out and hang out with a, 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 a clan or whatever group of Bigfoots that they, you know, they welcome them into their, their tribe and they go spend the night with them and eat with them. I don't know if they have sex with them. That'd be kind of fucking crazy, but they, they definitely interact with this tribe of tribe of bigfoots and this guy was dead serious and highly respectable researcher i've had on a couple times uh i can't fucking remember his name at this moment i'm gonna go look at right now but he definitely believes that there are uh you know these guys are physical in a way and uh, you can hang out with them and i want to go hang out with the bigfoot tribe tonight tonight you are on the bigfoot tribe chris but no what what i was seeing was like uh, the guy at Stardust Ranch said that he would, you know, chop up these gray ETs and these gray aliens <laughs> with his uh, his samurai sword, right? And he said that he chopped them all up, and then he went to ship them to a scientist that was going to test their test it, it for material. And uh, apparently, the scientist died oh, under mysterious yeah. circumstances, and the evidence was collected by, by the CIA or the military, or you know, whatever. But he said that they they decompose. Uh, over time so if you kill them and they lay there they just like it's it's kind of like biodegradable plastic right it just uh decomposes in like leaves but well that's rather fucking convenient ain't it (laughs) (laughs) damn it aliens just decomposing after you kill them what are we supposed to do no proof ever yeah. I mean, that's the first thing that he should have done was like, he said that he's killed like several of them. He said he's killed like over 50 of these gray 
ETs or whatever, you know, and his, and his uh, wife worked for the, uh, the CIA, like the first thing that you would be doing after you killed one of these things, right, would be to extract some of its DNA and send it off. That would be the first thing that I would do if I killed. You guys need to go some- hear an interview with this guy. What's his name? Uh, a Stardust Ranch. He's so cocky about this shit, too. And like, if anybody denies it, he gets so mad. And he's like, I killed a fucking alien with a samurai sword. Damn it. <laughs> this guy is uh, he's a piece of work for sure. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to dis- discount it completely. I just have my doubts. I, I would have stuck the thing in the freezer myself, but, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> Something. Something. <laughs> Seems like there is a way to preserve decompo- decomposing aliens, even rapidly decomposing aliens. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just a pipe dream. Who knows? But, I mean, that would be the first thing that you would think to do, right? Especially if your wife worked for the CIA, right? My wife worked for the CIA. She would know that the first thing that you would need is like physical, tangible evidence, right? So if you killed one of these things, that would be the first thing that you would think about. You would be the first thing that I would think about is like, holy shit, like I got to get some of this evidence, some of this biological material, if it's like literally legit or take a freaking syringe and take some blood from it or something. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make any sense that after he had supposedly killed 50 or 60 of these things with a samurai sword or however a baseball bat or uh, putting together wood you know spatula i don't know frying pans whatever he was using to kill these things that he wouldn't have gotten some kind of uh you know blood or some kind of dna Mm -hmm. yeah can we talk about the best um ufo abduction and contact experience ever um donnie donnie Okay, I'm going to find his name in a minute. I always forget his name for some reason, but he is he's an too. amazing character. Uh, Ryder and I actually interviewed him together. It was right after UFO MegaCon. Corey probably remembers this guy, too. He had sex with a tiger alien baby. And this, this story never gets old to me because he drew pictures of it. it. She had big pendulous tiger titties, and they were furry. They were furry titties. and he had, Is this the guy who was 17,000 years old? No, that's a different guy. Same okay. same conference, different guy though. <laughs> Just see how wonderful these conferences could be. No, uh, this guy, he uh, he had sex with a tiger alien. Little hobgoblins kind of harassed him. But the best part was when he when he spunked, <laughs> when he ejected his man stuff. She collected it in a little like technological valve that had blinky lights on it and she collected it in this thing and it closed up and she's like all right i've I've got what i've came horror came for and she fucking dematerialized or whatever but you know it's the best alien uh sex story i've ever heard i still sounds legit i still spank to us to this very day for sure Hey, it's a sexy photo okay the lizard not the lizard lady but the half tiger half human hybrid it's pretty it dang sexy. It's a drawing, but it is sexy. Okay. So, you know, whatever. All right. This is a good time to check in and see if the audience has gone completely yet. Ah, oh, yeah. They're almost gone. But the, for those that are still here, uh, thank you for sticking around. Welcome to the FKN Non Fathers Father's Day special, where we're mostly non fathers, but we welcome all everyone fathers, non fathers, Bigfoot, ghosts, and, um, we were uh, just having a wonderful conversation here that everyone needs to join in. Uh, so if you would like to join in the conversation, email me forbidden knowledge news at gmail.com. We'll pop you right in here, or you can just join in the chat. Uh, we welcome everyone 
So come on in. We're having a good old time. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, let's see. We got Ryder. We got me. We've got Nina. We've got Anthony, Corey, and we've got Andrew. Welcome, everyone. What's going on? It, uh, anyone got anything that they want to bring to the party? Anything that they've been working on or want to uh, pop in here that we could talk about? Well, you, you had made a joke about having sex with the Bigfoot, and I was thinking, well, I'm normally a top, but I think in that situation, I'd have no choice but to be a bottom. <laughs> Ryder and I were talking about the other, we were hiking and, you know, if, if it came down to it and a big ass motherfucking Bigfoot just, it wanted to rape us, we couldn't, there's nothing we could do, but just kind of, you know, hope for the best and just lay there. Or if it was a female Bigfoot, you know, you'd have to consider some options here. How does she look? What, how them Teddy swinging, you know, what is she doing up there? Is she, you know, is there, well, you might be saved. You might be saved by your pants. Because they don't have pants, so the odds of them figuring out a belt, I think, are slim to none. So, just when you go to the woods, wear pants. I think they're smarter than we give them credit. I think that, especially if female Bigfoot, if they want it, they'll be laying on the rock waiting for you, you know, playing some nice, soft Bigfoot music out in the distance. They got a little flower in their mouth, and they're just ready for you. You know, they're, they're, they need love, too. Who knows? But they got to pay. <laughs> yeah. All right, this this conversation has gone off the deep end, but we can keep it there, that. or we can come back. It's, it's it's up to anyone, really. I kind of want to talk about a little bit about the uh, the deception that's going on since we we're kind of talking about aliens and UFOs here, because I think that it's important that we kind of get into this topic a little bit, because I think that there's a huge, huge deception happening with these ETs and these UFO crafts. I mean. Why is it that all of these intelligence people are, are in this community, right? Why are all these disinformation, counterintelligence people, um, the voice of UFO disclosure and alien disclosure? I mean, the CIA has been the ones that's been covering this stuff up for, uh, you know, decades now. So why are we listening to them when it comes to any kind of UFO uh, disclosure or alien disclosure? You know, like that, that's my big question for tonight. Yeah, you know what? I, I got to go because uh, I got a show I got to do too. But uh, writers actually going to be on my channel next Sunday where we're kind of going to be talking about this. And I think we're on to something here. And a lot of people seem to be kind of coming to sort of the same kind of conclusions here about the whole UFO and demon, uh, the connection here and interdimensional and all of that. So this is very, very interesting topic. And I wish I could stay for it, but uh, <clears throat> writer will pick this up on my channel next week. And then for the rest of you, have fun tonight. And uh, yeah, I got to go. Thanks all for right, having Dana. me on. Thanks. That was fun. Yeah, we'll talk it was. again Thank soon so for much. show. I'll see you on my show. Yes, and I'll see you on Tuesday. That's right. All right. Thanks. See you then. Thanks, Nina. Bye. Have a good Bye. day. Have a good show. Thanks. I will. Yeah. Uh, this is this is super interesting because uh, I've, I've been talking about this a lot too. We just saw a couple of Lou Alizondo videos. This dude is the biggest joke in the world, especially you know, with when what I see, he's um, trying to do. When I see Lou Elizondo on CNN showing footage of TR3Bs going, we just don't know what they are. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, dude. I'm not even a UFO guy. And I know that that was man-made years ago, right? So 
yeah, to me, Lou Alzando, fuck, fuck people like that. Fuck all these disinformation guys. I mean, this is just how they cut a paycheck. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. And we've had the patent for the TR3B. That's just been released. You know, there's a literal patent for the TR3B that you can get on the internet and find it. Right. So I think that there's a, there's a huge deception and Corey's totally right. I mean, Lou Elizondo is admitted counterintelligence officer working for the DIA and the CIA. Same with uh, Richard Doty. Both of them are admitted. They'll straight up tell you that they're counterintelligence officers and they were brought into the UFO communities to do the exact same thing that they were doing uh, for the CIA and the DIA and a Homeland Security, right? It's like, and well, people don't can make those connections. They're like, oh, well, uh, we know that he was over here spreading all this disinformation and counterintelligence information over here, but he wouldn't possibly do that over here in the, the UFO community. We got to trust them now. It makes absolutely no sense. And I think that they're, they're covering up a, an important aspect of this whole thing and that 90% of the craft that we literally see in the sky is all us. It's all our military. It's all of our advanced technology, you know, and the deception is, is that it's, uh, it's ETs, that it's, that it's UFOs, that it's unidentified when it's been identified for decades now. And they're trying to put the spit on it because they don't have to make, they don't have to give you an explanation. Uh, they just have to say, oh, it's ETs and it's, and it's aliens, right? That's the easiest way to explain it because you don't have to explain it at all. You can just blame it on something that you have absolutely no idea about. And I think that that's what these uh, disinformation and these uh, counterintelligence officers are actually doing in the community is to always bring the conversation back to ETs and, and back to aliens. When anyone starts veering off the path, their job is to get everybody back on board with aliens, right? And that's another big reason why that they're there is because they've worked for the military, they've worked for the, the CIA and all these three-letter agencies. And they get, the first thing that they say every single time that they get on there is, oh yeah, we've we don't have any technology that's anywhere near this. There's no way that it could be us, right? And then that tricks people that are listening to it uh, to think that, oh, well, if this person was in the military, this person was a part of the CIA and these three-letter agencies, they would be in the know and they would know that we wouldn't have any of these super advanced technologies already in our arsenal when we really do. Yeah, uh, we have to look at also like the... Uh... Luis Alizondo, uh, he's only doing shows that agree with him. He's only doing like Jimmy Church's. He did Dave Scott Radio, uh, just the big ones that are on the same page as him. And or little like, um, you know, independent channels that like to, to, to suck big dicks, you know, as far as <laughs> big people in the community that might get them more traction or coverage. They're going to have him on. Uh, but yeah, that, that's it's all. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I, it's it's interesting though because um, if they are gonna do an alien invasion or something to where they think aliens are gonna come down, that would be so much. I think it'd be more fun than what we're dealing with now. At least uh, it'd give us to something to um, to poke a stick at. I think you know when I look at things like Roswell, which happened in forty seven, and forty seven was really when the UFO kind of craze took over um the uh, the roswell incident took place just after the creation of the cia in 47 right so in in 47 the cia went to town 
with all kinds of disinformation and propaganda, not just on aliens, but covering everything, communism, the whole, the whole kitchen sink. So yeah, uh, it seems as though every, with every major UFO incident, we have uh, kind of a corresponding um, action by the CIA. Uh, so I, I don't know, it seems like they've been fostering this whole narrative since the beginning. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say that there aren't aliens, but it's something completely different than what uh, we're being told as everything that's portrayed in the media that I don't even know if they completely understand or there may be factions that do. But uh, it's I think it's more of a, a personal human kind of growth and development thing that's happening right now that they don't want. Uh, people to know about whether you know whether the humans are getting this kind of um, advancement or development from aliens or from themselves or from an energetic part of space that we're heading to humans are evolving humans are awakening humans are like not going along with the bullshit anymore and maybe they want to blame aliens maybe they you know they, they want to have aliens be the scapegoat so we look at them instead of focusing on that we are awakening because there's a lot of people that are awakening through alien encounters through extraterrestrial experiences you know whether they're real or not these people are bettering their lives they're waking up they're seeing things differently they're looking at things differently so it's it's a good thing either way and i think this is a way to kind of shift what the reality of the the UFO and alien situation is to something negative, you know? Yeah. Because I've just from my experience, I've done extensive work with plant medicines and ceremonies and I've actually encountered several different kinds of, I guess we call them aliens. I just, they're higher dimensional beings. And, um, the ones that I've encountered, I've seen an actual reptilian when I did Ibogaine, there was 24 hours of visions as clear as we're seeing right now. And I saw underground bases where they're creating things that are not, that don't have a soul, right? They're just combining DNA and all this stuff. But I did encounter different beings that actually helped me heal and taught me light language, which I thought was a bunch of bullshit at first. <laughs> Cause I see a lot of these people doing this light language. And I'm not sure that all of them are, are authentic. Um, but I did a ceremony on um easter during the full moon on my girlfriend's birthday and we did mushrooms and then i served changa which is kind of like smokable ayahuasca it's like a 30 to 60 minute journey and in that one i actually was brought to i guess what you'd call a ship and they were recalibrating my consciousness with my mind not being able to impact things and then they were teaching me light language like I was a child and I couldn't get it because my brain kept intercepting it. And I was just like, you know, and then I'd start laughing. Um, but I do think there are higher dimensional beings that are here to aid um, humanity. But there's also the other side of things. So I don't know what the confusion and what they're trying to bring in with all of that is. But I do believe that these there are beings like that out there because I've encountered a lot of them. So. But you could say for a fact that true and real ET contact is something that's of a spiritual nature and of a consciousness nature. It's not like a, a physical thing of ETs coming down in a craft right. and, and abducting people and giving them all the shit. That is our military. That's what the, yeah. the military is doing. It's not actual ETs. And that's the that's the deception. And it's what they don't want you to, to realize and put together that aliens aren't flying around on tin can craft, right? If you want to, if you, if you want to 
contact a higher dimensional being, then it's a, it's a spiritual journey and it's a conscious journey. All the physical stuff, that's not them. Right. And then um, one of my ceremonies, so in Ibogaine, I asked to heal my posture because I've had a fucked up back and broken back, all this stuff. And one of them popped up and he pointed left and there was these five med beds like, like and there's a hologram of my body in it. And I walked up to it and then my physical body started flattening out and I had vibrations going up and down my spine. And then when I got done with my whole ceremony, <laughs> my girlfriend and my friend looked at me like kind of in shock. They're like, what the fuck happened in there? You reversed age like 10 years and I've never seen your back this straight. And my posture was perfect for probably weeks after. And I was told that I need to meditate and like embody this vibration for it to stick. And I didn't, I went back to doing my old stuff, but I know that we can go through what I consider cosmic surgeries and do all these things in these higher dimensional planes. But I don't know about being here in this dense 3d sphere where it's like, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, man. I want to talk I, to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go I, ahead. I want to talk to you more. Um, Anthony, was it? Oh, we'll have to touch base offline. Um, I want to talk yeah, to you sure. a lot more. Um, okay. <laughs> but like what Chris had started and what Ryder and you had kind of built on is this um, connection between the great reset and the great awakening. There are a lot of people who are waking up and there's a lot of different methods, whether it be ET contact or psychedelic drug contact or just seeing how corrupt the fucking government is. Um, so there's a, there's the, an awakening happening, but what, like I'm, you know, I'm going through my own sort of just truth trauma process of accepting it, but, uh, how do we fight the three letter agencies and the potential if the reptilians are real and they're working with the three letter agencies, like how do like, how do we move forward? I I'm on the fence too, Chris. I don't know if I believe in reptilians, but I do believe that evil is consuming <laughs> our planet. Yeah, I, I, I'll just I'll just say this. I'll start it out with this. <laughs> I don't think we have to, man. I think this is all an experience. I think we're here to um, to learn and grow, and all this other stuff that's surrounding us is just for our learning and growth experience for us to become better people. I think this is all our program. I think we built this whole existence for ourselves. However, we did that. I don't know. We plugged ourselves in and these elites, these reptilians, these evil guys are part of our own program that we're fucking learning from every day that we decided to plug ourselves into somehow because we want to be better souls. We want to be better energy. We want to be better, whatever the fuck we are outside of these uh, meat suits. <laughs> So that's just my thoughts on what everything is about. So I'm just sitting back at this point and enjoying the ride and, you know, contributing my thoughts along the way. So uh, that's where I'm at right now. And that's where um, that's where I think it's it's very peaceful right here. So I'm going to keep going in this direction. <laughs> I, I think that. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, no, I just wanted to say that I think that the, the solution is the center path is to go right. down the, the very center of it, because uh, if you lean too far in either direction, you automatically create the opposition in reality on whatever topic, whatever thing that, that you're um, taking a position on. Uh, if you're not on the center of it, if you're not balanced on it, 
and you're on the left side, I'm just using this as an example. If you're on the far left side, then you're inevitably creating the far right side, right? If you're on the far right side, you're inevitably creating the far left side. So the, the way to be is right down the middle, be balanced, take the center, center path, take the neutral path, because that is the most easiest path for you to go down. And that doesn't mean that you can't sway a little bit on either direction, but never too far to one side, right? Because whenever you go to that sure. one side, then you're inevitably creating the, the opposite. And like everything in our reality is all, anything physical in our reality has, uh, you know, protons and electrons in it, right? So if I, if you were to take out all of the, uh, the negative um, electrons, uh, you know, out of this pair of sunglasses right here, then the pair of sunglasses uh, ceases to exist. It doesn't exist anymore, right? So it's all about balance and, and everything that you have in your reality. Go ahead. I like what you said about the uh, being a neutral observer because I, like in ceremonies, I've done exorcisms and pulled things out of people and all that stuff. And it's like knowing how powerful you are, but also being a neutral observer because when you go to fight it, it just intensifies it, right? Instead of being in that neutral observing space no fear none of that um but i just recently did this really powerful shamanic soul retrieval that i sent writer i don't know if he's listened to it yet um i met this lady she uh contacted me to get a free session with the healy the frequency device that i i use and she has been mentored by um, elders in peru and colombia and she's actually working with xcia to do counter um rituals against the satanic cabal and what they're doing over there in California. And she's got like connections that are completely amazing. But I did what's called a shamanic soul retrieval. And this is where you like list first names of people that you want to clear up like karmic cords and connections and all this stuff. And basically I listed all my family and people who abused me growing up and then past relationships. And then what she does is she goes into a trance with her rattle and then when she comes out, she'll tell you about these lifetimes, who was involved and what occurred to where your soul was fragmented at that time from that trauma. And so um, many different lifetimes, I've been a shaman and a medicine man in different cultures and doing all this and um, also other beings from other planets. So Arcturian, Lyrian, Andromeda, and it kind of gives you a bigger picture of that for your own soul and where you've come from, what gifts and powers you've cultivated in other lifetimes to bring that into this space here during this time when it's really needed. Um, but I think that kind of work is extremely powerful and just knowing who are, who we are as a soul and what we are here to do at this time. And I know time's an illusion and all these lifetimes are going on currently and things like that. So it's very paradoxical, but it's also very powerful when we can start tapping into those things and ourselves on those deeper levels so that we can show up and do whatever it is our purpose is here. That's my outlook on it just from my own journey so far. Absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, we've been, we've been fractalized to a certain degree. All of our souls have been split and fractured whenever we die. And then 
uh, it's possible to that that fractured soul can go into multiple incarnations simultaneously. So what you're doing there with that, Anthony, you, you know, is bringing back parts of your your fractured soul into your being so that you can become whole here in this timeline. And then that also extends into different realities, different parallel realities, alternate dimensions. We're, we're scattered out all through all of these things. So whenever we bring, we start figuring ourselves out more and we can bring more of these uh, split consciousnesses uh, back to ourselves here on this timeline, then we, we become more whole. Right. One yeah. thing that I was really crazy, sorry, I don't mean to cut anyone off. No, go for it, go for it. Um, so my dad came up in many different lifetimes and he actually took my life in a, a lot of these different lifetimes. And in this current life, he would have taken my life had my mom not left him when I was four years old because he was putting sawed off shotguns to her head, threatening to kill her, all this stuff. She said she was going to leave on a Sunday and took off on a Thursday. But then I found out, like, listening to my sh shamanic soul retrieval, that he his soul has not learned his lesson. And he actually took my life in many lifetimes and that gets stuck in our light body. Right. So then you're replaying all of these things with these same souls in hopes that something will change because it's. The way she described it is it gets trapped in your your light body. And so what I was able to do is cl cleanse that, heal that, call those parts of my soul back and then cut those ties. So you're not having to redo those things. But what's up, Eric? My brother. Eric, what's up, brother? Hey, yeah, folks. Thanks good. for having me. Glad I was able to sneak in at the tail end. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, well, I don't know how long we're going to go, but it's going to kind of be like a Royal Rumble type thing. You just drop out whenever you drop out. Uh, yeah, Anthony, I think you think you're spot on. Um, man, this is uh, this is going so many wonderful places, this conversation. Um, let's see. Eric, uh, we have talked about everything from Bigfoot Dong to the uh, Secret Space Deception, and uh, now we're getting into a little bit of the nature and reality, the nature of reality, and uh, how we can kind of affect our own health and existence here. Uh, so welcome to the conversation, and I want to remind everyone that is listening in the audience that if they would like to join in, we still, I don't know how much long, we might be here for another hour, who the fuck knows? Uh, um, if you want to join in, you can email me, ForbiddenKnowledgeNews at gmail.com, and you can actually join in the motherfucking conversation. Um, or if you just want to join in the chat, just, you know, pop in the chat, say hello, ask a question or two. We're having a good time. Um, I completely forgot where we were, but, uh, you know, I've been drinking a little bit, so that's that's probably on par. So um, I'm going to go ahead and open it back up to uh, anything, anything you fucking guys want to talk about. Uh, let's roll. What you got? Uh, Eric, how you been doing tonight? What you been working on? I am fantastic. And I guess I have been doing a lot more work behind the scenes, trying to um, speak to folks and communicate. I appreciate that the way of the world is very digital nowadays, but it's um, very challenging when your message to the digital world is to be less digital. <laughs> so it's a weird paradigm that I function from. Um, I think people need to be more human and have more human contact while I scream that from the digital world. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to make that seem less hypocritical. <laughs> 
That's very well said. Hell yeah. Oh, I remembered what I was going to say. We got kind of spiritually deep, so I didn't want to bring it up at the time. But now, you know, we're back in willy-nilly world. So I want to go back to the uh, what the government could possibly be doing to people when it comes to, like, my lab experiences and fake ET experiences. I had a whistleblower on, and God dang it, I'm too drunk to remember names tonight. <laughs> but anyway, he, he had a wonderful testimony about how, you know, uh, the military or black uh, government factions would actually go to the lengths of like putting raw chicken all over their bodies and greasing it up and painting it like an alien color and putting these screens on their eyes and abducting people and maybe sticking things up their butts. But the main point is for them to, to get the people to believe that they're aliens and they're taken to underground bases and done horrible things. And like, this is uh, the state of our black project military is they will do this to fucking for many reasons, probably, but mainly probably to insert them back into the community so they can tell everybody this fucking alien stuck things up my butt and took me to an underground base and it was terrifying. Uh, so I think that's one of the things we got to worry about when it comes to the alien deception, going back to that. Well, that's what uh, Dr. Stephen Greer um, basically talks about is a lot of the uh, black budget military funding and that they were basically doing that, that they, the, the military and uh, three-letter agencies were literally dressing up as alien uh, ETs and abducting people and making them think that it's ETs and it's and it wasn't ETs. It was actually us. We were doing it to our own people. And that's something that I found really, really interesting too. And, and then also when you listen to these uh, my lab experiencers, they will always claim to see some kind of Nazi uh, symbol, a Nazi officer, um, some kind of human group that, that is involved too, which I didn't really put together until like, you know, uh, a month ago or really a couple of weeks ago, but I always found that interesting. Why are these uh, abductees seeing Nazi uh, symbols? Why are they seeing Nazi officers, Nazi flags, you know, swastikas during their abduction? And then it wasn't until, you know, a couple of weeks back that I'm starting to put all of this together that that I personally believe that a lot of these abductions and a lot of the, the ET craft isn't ET craft. They aren't real uh, uh, alien abductions. They are our military. And there are uh, even uh, three letter agencies are involved. Now that's not to say that ETs aren't involved on some scale because uh, Tony Rodriguez says that, you know, that the ETs are working with the military as well. But I just think that that's the, the huge thing. That's the elephant in the room during this entire huge process is that the majority of the abductions, the experimentations, uh, the, the taking of our DNA isn't, it doesn't have anything to do with ETs. It has everything to do with our military. I think you're right. Spot on. Anthony, you were saying that you, um, in one of your, your vision quests that you saw like underground bases and stuff. Still there, Anthony. Okay. We'll wait. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, okay. sorry. <laughs> there you yeah. are. All right. So, uh, this was in the Ibogaine. So Ibogaine's by far like the most powerful psychedelic I've ever done. I was actually on like heart monitors, had two nurses watching me. It was like 16 to 24 hours of visions as clear as you're seeing right now. So I had my whole life review. I asked specific questions. I would be shown things and 
the way you ask questions is like I had to learn because I was asking and my soul is seated in many different lifetimes and all this stuff, but it was showing me things like past events and even some of the stuff we're going, that's going on now. So future, but it did take me to these underground bases and it was really sickening. Um, blood was flowing like water. They're harvesting human bodies, like on conveyor belts. Um, they're doing DNA experiments where they are creating these animals that like didn't have a soul. Like you could just feel there was no like God within that. Right. And they were just creating these creatures that were fucking, I can't even make it up in my own imagination. It was really trippy. And then um, they even had these sex dungeons where they were taking these beings that were half human, half, whatever it was. And then them having sex with humans, they were harvesting sexual energy in these places. That was very dark. Um, I also was taken into another underground base where I saw a reptilian in the flesh and it was, <laughs> I got scared because it like this fear came up and then it kind of froze and then it walked by me because I was like, my consciousness was there. It wasn't my physical body. Right. So I was shown a lot of different things and it really started to open my mind to what's been going on. And I think that earth has been kind of like a prison planet for a very, very long time because of these other entities and they are here to create a slave race, which is us, right? And harvest our energies and these lower vibrational um, frequencies, which is uh, the fear, the, the lust, greed, and all of this, because that's what they, they actually feed off of it. So it's been really trippy. And to see that, like, <laughs> as clear as we're seeing right now, like I watched them, there was these beings that were almost looked like a cow leg, but it had an eye on the top of it and it was just bouncing around. And then they came out with these two full bags that were flopping around. They had ha yellow hazmat suits and they just dropped these things. And it was like a chicken, but it had no beak or anything that the top of the neck was just these nine teeth. And those things, they sicked it on these other <laughs> things. And it was just, <laughs> and this isn't like I'm tripping. It's like this clear. So it was really bizarre to kind of see that kind of stuff. But I do know um, that there are these deep underground bases where they're trying to play God, but they are not right. Cause there's not that soul spark, that soul essence involved cloning stuff like that. So, <clears throat> man, that's fucking crazy. Corey checked out at the right time. Thanks for joining Corey. And thanks for staying for as long as you did. He doesn't usually involve himself in some of the more, um, you could say woo woo conversations. He gets a little nervous about those and checks out, but he stayed as long as he could. So thank you, Corey. Uh, all right, man. Yeah. The, uh, the, the entities that I've, um, encountered while I've had psychedelic experiences, Luckily, thank God, we're all positive and we're all like part of my ancestry and my, you know, spirit guides and everything like that looking out for me. Um, and I've the one experience that I had with a, um, a reptilian entity was not fun at all, man. That was like a, probably an hour of the worst hour of my life thinking I was trapped in a uh, reptilian entity's kind of prison cell. I've told this whole story on my, my show a few times, but um, yeah, I know how it uh, feels to be kind of uh, in the presence of these, these other entities while you're... Um, you're experiencing this. I've never had the depths of the experience that you've had. Like, you know, the, the most intense I've experienced I've had was a heroic dose of mushrooms. So, and I'd love to experience some of the things that you're talking about and go even deeper. No telling what I'd encounter there. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I think, well, the one I serve is Changa. So it's like a 30 to 60 minute journey out of your body and you can mm. navigate that a little bit easier. Um, and then you're right back to normal within an hour. So that's one medicine that I like to serve. And these different medicines are different doorways, right? To different places, but by far the most clear visions that I got was Ibogaine. And that one's really dangerous. You actually have to get your heart checked to make sure your heart's strong enough. And um, it actually typically costs like three to three to five thousand dollars to go to a clinic to do it. Um, but I met this uh, doctor that was helping Navy SEALs with PTSD and addiction issues down in Costa Rica. And he we met and he let me do it for free in my own home. And I just had the two nurses there and the monitors. And I'm actually planning on doing it, doing it again next month. And then, um, you know, Kirsten, right? Sandifer. So we were yeah. talking about getting some retreats going too. So we'll see how everything unfolds, but oh, I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to getting more answers out of that. If Eric, you, uh, yeah. If you get retreats going, sign me up. That's like, man, I'm so interested. Eric, what do they not use uh, some sort of uh, psychedelic uh, substance since we're on the psychedelic topic uh, here? It's kind of where the conversation has taken, taken us. Do they not use some form of uh, psychedelic uh, substance in some of these programs, like the the Stargate programs, or were they not using some kind of LSD uh, kind of eye drops or something to the effect of that to be able to uh, open your consciousness more, maybe to remote view, um, you know, different kinds of things, remote view your past, remote view your your younger self or your future self or something to that effect. Yeah, precisely. You, I mean, you nailed it. They were they were giving us an eye drop administered form of LSD, and I forget the the number of it. That's how they titled it. It was like LSD fifteen or twenty seven or something like that. And it was some hybrid that you know was fast absorbing, fast acting, and then um, low latency. I guess like it didn't last that long. I I would imagine. Um, maybe a few class periods. So maybe, you know, two half hour or 45 minute periods. So maybe it lasted an, an hour to an hour and a half and then wore off. Um, but was, you know, like you said, I think to <clears throat> get us in a uh, better state of consciousness for what they're attempting to do in the, in the remote viewing program and get us to, you know, see what they wanted us to see faster, get us in that right state of mind. Wow. Yeah. I began, I was able to remote view and that was something that was really wild for me. I also had a blindfold on, I'm laying on my bed and one of the nurses got up to go get water in the other room and I was observing from above us all. And then mm -hmm. when she came back in the room, I was able to sit up and wave at her with my blindfold on. I'm like, I can see through everything. And like, yeah, that's, kind of, that's like common with this, this medicine. So I know it's possible. I can't, I haven't been able to access that outside of medicine yet, but. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, all possibility exists always for sure. And um, all of these things that they do to us now are like modern day technologies in a way compared to techniques of old. So don't think that there's an obstacle to anything that they've played with you with. You know, just because they finagled some shenanigans with some modern day BS doesn't mean it's something that you can't tap into still without their peculiar assistance. Right. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk with you more then. 
<laughs> oh sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is like, I mean, this is like Asian stuff. That's all. Like, like know thyself. Like you, you oh, are yeah. everything, and that's why they want it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's all that's going on here is that we are like creator beings. Like pretty much everybody, I imagine, this conversation has some inkling to. Like we are more than what is presented, but there's other people that already know that and are trying to take advantage of it. That's all. They want us right. to be ignorant of what our true powers are, and they want to take advantage of every bit of that. Yeah, they want to make us kind of like a slave race, and un- like so we don't know ourselves and our true potential and power. Totally, then they- totally, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, and it's really interesting too how they they use this with kids and, and children. Because uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but you experienced this whenever you were in. Uh, in school, right? They, they were, uh, uh, yeah, I was a little giving, kid. Yeah. They were giving you these kinds of, uh, LSD eye drops while, while you were in school. And that's oh, a yeah. really sneaky way to, to do it. Like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, take these eye drops for your vision. You're, you know what I mean? And then they mm-hmm. have all these kids coming and they're actually giving them all LSD and, and they're yep. making them, uh, you know, trip out. If you, if you look at the consent form that's available for um, the Stargate program on the CIA website, that's where I dug it out from. Um, you can read the legalese. Like they're very specific on who is allowed to be in the test program, who isn't allowed to be in the test program, what types of prisoners are and aren't allowed to be tested on, which participants are knowing and unknowing in the program, right? There's a lot of specificity. But in all of that specificity, they leave out any limit that says you can only test down to a certain age. So it's omitted. So in the legalese of the Stargate program, there's officially no limit to how young you can test upon. Wow. I don't know. Did you guys see that I think it's a Netflix documentary and like um, superhuman or something like that, where they have kids with blindfolds on that are reading books. Yeah, and, um, I interviewed Cal- Caroline Corey. She did that documentary. I had her on about oh, that. Oh wow, that was fascinating. Um, yeah, yeah, man. There, that, the the um, the levels that children can reach, I think, mm-hmm. is is incredible, and that's like uh, some of the most like untapped potential when it comes to psi phenomenon and stuff like that i think children who have we are. super access we that's just who we so, are that's the truth yeah we're just so programmed by the time like we're programmed from birth nowadays with everything so it's like mm. in this healing journey that i've been on and working with all these sacred medicines it's a unlearning and reprogramming and getting rid of limiting beliefs because that's the thing that's like restricting us and it's i mean it's layers and layers that we're going through too so it's nuts Children are born brilliant and understanding of everything they can do. And then we ruin them by trying to convince them of all the things they can't do. Yep. Limitations. Mm-hmm. It brings us back to the level of mind control and programming through everything from our education system to the way that parents are taught multi-generational it's multi-generational abuse that you know parents from generation to generation think that this is the right way you know my dad beat the the tar out of my kids i'm gonna beat the tar out of my you know it just keeps perpetuating itself from generation to generation and that's where we're at we're like mistakes after mistakes and we try to correct a mistake with another mistake so you know fucking 2022 we're buried so deep in mistakes that uh we're fucking trying to inject uh, experimental uh, rna experiments into each other so you know that's where we're at 
I think we're got a big calling though of like humanity. There's going to be the ones that are awake, and then there's going to be the ones that are turning back to source and who we are and nature. And but I think right now it's a big purging of all of that too. So. Yeah, I just had a question really quick, uh, Eric. Uh, well, if you want to go ahead and finish it. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Fire up. Um, uh, I was just curious about how are they able to figure out which kids to test on and what kids not to test on? Is there a, a certain way, a certain thing that they could figure out about them that they would display some certain abilities that other kids wouldn't display? Like I, I've heard about the, you know, standardized testing. That's why the standardized testing was really uh, implemented mm. in the United States was to try and find, uh, you know, the questions were laid out in a certain way and depending on how you answered them. I, I think George Sr., I think George Bush Sr. Um, told us exactly what they were up to. Um, no child left behind. The, that's the answer is every single kid goes through the process. Every single kid gets a number. It's like the ASVAB. It's like going for the military. You don't fail the military entrance exam. It's just you know, are you, are you going to be swabbing decks or are you going to work on nuclear reactors? So every kid, like you said, with the standardized test, every kid's getting run through the mill to see what their value is in the future. And make no mistake about it, folks, like the world is not waiting for you to make up your mind. There are many roads and many forks in roads that you get to decide which direction that you go on. But effectively, you and I, we didn't build the roads. So you're not really making free will choices. There's a lot of guidance happening before you. So these schools and these programs and these processes where they're looking and standardized tests and, oh, I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. There's a lot more guidance going on than we're paying attention to. Man, I think you're all spot on with that. And as children get older, aptitude tests, uh, psychological tests, things like this will be also CIA recruitment material. Absolutely. They'll be able to tell if they're a psychopath or not, you know, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I know. It's so funny putting it this way. I know a dude that I grew up with that I thought was a total raging lunatic. And I have (laughs) I've come to find out um Long story short, that he now, you know, he works for the Coast Guard in Kabul. Fuck yeah, baby. That, you know? That's got to take some uh, level of psychopathy, I would think. Yeah, uh, oh, the Coast Guard. Yeah, they got a, a large uh, contingent of Coasties in Kabul. Sure, yeah. Sure they do. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's fucking it's uh, it's insane. And I'm pretty sure that there are levels of as you're growing up, you know, like I said, aptitude tests, psychological tests, things that are sent off to these clandestine groups, three letter Mm -hmm. agencies to recruit Mm -hmm. to see where, you Mm -hmm. know, where you fall into and if you can be of of service to psychopathy and the the growth of the new world order. Or or what about just that farm concept? Right. Like what if we're on 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 a people farm, a prison planet and just like the cattle in a standard farm don't realize that the farmer is both friend and foe, but certainly guiding them as to which to corral or pen to be in. Maybe we're not really aware of that equation so much, and we don't realize that we're being pushed into a certain pen, and we're being separated from a particular friend that we had at a certain point in time because we don't realize the pens are being divided. It looks and, like free will to us. 
Yeah, this is ruining, ruining my um, kind of um, utopian view that we created all of this for ourselves as a learning and growth <laughs> experience. So thank you guys for kind of changing my mind on that. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it, it's all possibilities for me, man. You know, we could mm -hmm. be a, a subject to the demiurge. Sophia could be, you know, uh, pumping all our energy out into this arconic uh, cosmic existence mm -hmm. or we could have created this for uh, a beautiful learning and growth experience or it could mm -hmm. be something completely different we could be trapped in an aliens video game and it's <laughs> you know it's all there's so many options totally it would still be it would still be harmony right there's there's good and bad and everything so it would still be harmonious um there's good days and there's bad days but it would be wrong to uh misidentify which day that you're on and on the bad days you just have to do the right thing that's appropriate for nature. Stay heart centered. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's, I think that's what it's all about, man. You gotta, um, uh, stay in the kind of like Ryder was saying, the middle path is a good way to put it. But I also think you have to stay in a Christ conscious kind of loving yeah. state of mind as mm -hmm. well. Um, lean more towards the love than the darkness. Uh, and, uh, you might come out a little bit, uh, on top of things, but we're entering, I, we're entering an interesting time where um, people are going to have to make that choice. Like you can't just be, um, you know, floating along in your existence as uh, a willing participant in the system anymore. Most people have made their choice by now. Most people have realized that the system is not where you want to be. You don't want to be on the wrong side of history. Um, and most people are waking up into that kind of jumping onto the right side of things. But where that puts the rest of people after the collapse of reality as they know it, I don't know. I don't I wouldn't want to be those people on the wrong side of history when they wake up one day and they realize, fuck, I was wrong about everything. And I was following <laughs> this BS system to a T and I thought I was going to be come on on top. No, no. Well, you know, I think I think when humanity hits that, like you're going to see because people aren't going to be able to handle it because they've been so deeply programmed. So I think, I don't know if it's going to be mass suicides or how this like whole awakening is going to happen on a grand scale, but I know more and more people are waking up um, to their truth. And um, all I've been taught through this whole process is do, going deep within me to heal and purify my heart and um, mind so that I'm always acting from love. I'm always able to tap into my guidance and intuition and be guided from harm, at least in most cases and stuff like that. So our job is just to do the work within ourselves and navigate from there is what I, I believe. Yeah, man, that it, the, the simplest way to put it, the kingdom of heaven is within um, it's, you know, it's, it's alluded to throughout ancient times to today. It's written on megaliths as uh, doors to nowhere with ears on the side, you know, the, the pineal gland, the, the, I think that the key of everything is going within the key to the cosmos, the key to the universe, the key to contact with other entities. It's all inside yourself. And uh, that's the main thing that they don't want you to know. They want you to go to outer space. They want you to look at NASA's bullshit. They want you to, to look at the alien deception. They want you to S Lou Elizondo's D while he talks about the threat. And, you know, it's, it's all, it's all up to keep you in this kind of physical manifestation that you believe uh, everything you see around you is real when it's not, none of it's real, baby. You just, <laughs> 
you're here for a ride. All right, guys, let's uh, open it up to any final thoughts or anything you want to bring up before we close out today. Anyone, anyone? Well, I mean, if they keep you looking outside of yourself, Chris, uh, then they automatically have uh, plausible deniability. This is the way that everything works. It's a, it's a distraction to place the blame on someone else, something else, another group, another country. Uh, and that makes it to where the, they don't have to take responsibility for anything. Right. And if they don't have to take responsibility, then it just gets you know, put on to the next person, onto the next thing, you know? So it's, uh, it, it, discernment is key and anything that they're propping up and anything that they're reporting on over and over and over again, you can best believe that is some kind of psychological operation to get you uh, on one side or the other, right? It's like what I was talking about earlier, Chris, are you muted? Muted. Um, what I was talking about earlier, when you're on one side of the fence or you're on the other side of the fence, you're automatically creating the, the opposition and their job is to get you on one side of a topic or the other side of the topic. And that's uh, what I was mentioning earlier is you take the center path, you take the neutral path, you remain in neutrality. And that's really how I think that, that we can win. And also like Anthony was talking about how you know, if you heal yourself and you take care of yourself and you take care of your traumas and you go back and you get rid of all that shit. Well, maybe not get rid of it, but integrate it, right? Because integration is the, the big key to all this. Like we were talking about earlier, all of our consciousness has been fractured and split and broken apart in many different uh, you know, uh, directions. So you have to integrate all that, those parts of you back into yourself now in this 3D physical reality. And when you do that, you're actually healing yourself. And when you're healing yourself, you're healing the collective. And when you're healing the collective, it's better for everyone and it's better for everyone on the planet. Well said. Very well said. Hell yeah, man. All right. Anyone else with any closing uh, remarks? Any final thoughts? Uh, anybody want to show their nipple? <laughs> uh, I, I was just I just wanted to say thank you again uh, for having me gentlemen it's really funny actually because um, I didn't know that I was going to be on this chat with you all and but I had made a video for my YouTube channel earlier where I talked about how I want to find a fraternity of men who are trying to seek truth and build better communities and uh, here you are <laughs> like a few hours later you showed up um, and so I just am very grateful for this thank you very much for having me and for the work that you've been doing Hell yeah, man. Like, uh, that's what I want to do. I, mean, I want to keep all of us in touch with each other throughout the apocalypse, uh, you know, throughout whatever happens so that we all can remain in contact. Even if the systems go down, man, we got to figure out a way to stay in contact. We got to connect sustainable communities, people who are starting their own sustainable systems, farms, all that good stuff. We got to stay together because we are going to be uh, the, the, the rebuilders of humanity after it all crumbles for shout. So uh, anyone else final thoughts? I want to contact both you guys too. So <laughs> yeah, we'll get everybody's we contact info them. out to everyone. Yeah. Okay, cool. For sure. All right, guys. Well, this was excellent. You. Yeah, man, this was fun. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming on tonight. Thank you, the audience, for joining in. Uh, thank you, all fathers. It is Father's Day. Fathers are amazing. Fathers are uh, incredible. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for fathers, really, literally. So thank you, fathers. Um, and until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll see you Monday.
Thank you guys. Had a great time. All right, fellas. That was fun. Thank y'all. Yeah. Thank you guys. That was a great conversation. Um, anybody who wants to get in touch with anybody, send me emails. I will pop y'all together like this. You, got you want me to put it in the chat right now, or how do you want? Yeah, that? go ahead. Put it in the chat and uh, yeah. Oh jeez. Put it I'm up gonna, in there. I'm gonna still I'm gonna still shoot for the email because I'm not gonna be. <laughs> yeah, either way I'm you want to do it. If you, person here. if you can't do it here, just send me an email. I will yeah, I'll shoot you an email, on. Chris, and I'll grab everybody's info. It'll be awesome. It was a great chat with you guys. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, Eric. See you later. Yeah, if you want to get the info off the chat here, I'll stick around for everybody to pop that up in now. All right. I think that was – I think everybody's – So you're going to do uh, an email then? Yeah, I'm going to cool. send you guys an email. Uh, I'm going to get Andrew's information. I don't have his email, so I'm going to get him to send it to me, and I'll send it to you and everybody else who wants to connect. So, yeah, for sure. All right, man. I appreciate All you. Right. It was good to Had talk a good time. to you again. Thanks. <laughs> See you.